As a child, I can remember my grandma Gordon always telling me, Keith, listen to your mother. Listen to what some children wrote to their mothers for Mother's Day. Angie, who was eight years old, wrote, Dear Mom, I'm going to make dinner for you on Mother's Day. It's going to be a surprise. P.S. I hope you like pizza and popcorn. Robert, Robert wrote, wrote, I got you a turtle I hope for you, Mother's Day. I hope you like the turtle better than the snake I got you last year. Ella wrote, Dear Mother, I wish Mother's Day wasn't always on Sunday. It would be better if it were on Monday so we wouldn't have to go to school. Katie wrote, I hope you like the flowers I got you for Mother's Day. I picked them myself when Mr. Smith wasn't looking. And how about this one from Caroline? Dear Mother, here are two aspirins. Have a happy Mother's Day. Irma Bombeck writes in her book, Motherhood, the Second Oldest Profession, I have always felt that too much time was given before birth, which is spent learning things like how to breathe in and out with your husband. I had my baby when they gave to mother after the baby is born. Motherhood is an art, and it's naive to send a mother into the arena for 20 years with a child and expect her to come out on top. Everything is in the child's favor. He's little, he's cute, and he can turn tears on and off like a faucet. They've always been in schools for children. They spend anywhere from 12 to 16 years of their lives in them, around other children who share the experiences of being a child and how to combat it. They're in an academic atmosphere where they learn how to manipulate parents and get what they want from them. They bind together to form a children's network where they pool ideas on how to get the car, how to get bigger allowances, and how to stay home when the parents go on vacation. Their influence is felt around the world. Without contributing a dime, they have more ice cream parlors, recreation centers, playgrounds, and amusement parks than any grown-up could ever pull off. They never pay full price for anything. How do they do it? They're clever, and they're educated. Some people think mothers should organize and form a union. I think education is the answer. If we only knew what to do and how to do it, we could survive. Irma goes on to say that she is one of the luckier moms who came into motherhood with some experience. She says, I owned a Yorkshire Terrier for three years. At 10 months, my children could stay and heal. At, At a year, year, they could catch they a could frisbee, catch a frisbee in their, in their, in their midair. At 15 months, after weeks of rubbing their noses in it and putting them outside, they were paper trained. Most of you are familiar with the Calvin and Hobbes comic strip. Well, on one Mother's Day, Calvin is pictured standing by his mother's bed. Hey, Mom, wake up. I made you a Mother's Day card. My, how sweet of you, she says. I did it all by myself. Go ahead and read it. She begins to read. I was going to buy a card with hearts of pink and red, but then I thought I'd rather spend the money on me instead. It's awfully hard to buy things when one's allowance is so small. So I guess you're pretty lucky I got you anything at all. Happy Mother's Day. There, I've said it. Now I'm done. So how about getting out of bed and fixing breakfast for your son? Signed, Calvin. 
Proverbs 23 and verse 25 says, May she who gave you birth rejoice. Good mothers want good things for their children. Have you ever thought about Mrs. Zebedee? She's mentioned in Matthew chapter 20. And there we see her making a request of Jesus. Matthew chapter 20 verses 20 through 21 says, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and, kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it you want? he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. The truth is, mom and dad's job has gotten much harder over the past couple of decades. Think about TV shows. Think about Leave It to Beaver, which reinforced what mom said. But think about Modern Family, which reinforces the kids' desire and what they want and what they say. We live in an age where children are worshipped and parents are puppets directed at the behest of their children. Proverbs 29 and verse 15 says, A rod and a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. We must make sure that we are fulfilling our role as parent. Look what listening to your mom will do for you. Proverbs 1, verses 8 and 9 says, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teachings. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. When you awake, they will speak with you. The teachings of our mothers are very important. If we listen to them, they will guide us. They will keep us. They will speak to us throughout our years. Mothers are so important. And each of them have been given a gift from God. It's the gift of unconditional love. It doesn't matter where we've been, what decisions we've made, what failures we've experienced. A mother's love stands as a lighthouse, shining its beam through even the darkest storm. Out of World War II and the Holocaust that took the lives of millions of people, the story is told of Solomon Rosenberg and his family. And it's a true story. Solomon Rosenberg, his wife, and their two sons, along with Solomon's mother and father, were arrested and placed in a Nazi concentration camp. It was a labor camp, and the rules were simple. As long as you can do your work, you're permitted to live. When you become too weak to do your work, then you were exterminated. Rosenberg watched his mother and father marched off to their deaths, and he knew that next would be his youngest son, David, because David had always been a frail child. Every evening, Solomon Rosenberg came back into the barracks after his hours of labor and searched for the faces of his family. When he found them, they would huddle together, embrace one another, and thank God for another day of life. One day, Solomon came back and didn't see those familiar faces. He finally discovered his oldest son, Joshua, in a corner, huddled, weeping, and praying. He said, Josh, tell me it's not true. 
And Joshua turned and said, It's true, Papa. Today David was not strong enough to do his work, so they came for him. But where's your mother? asked Solomon. Oh, Papa, he said. When they came for David, he was afraid and he cried. Mama said, There's nothing to be afraid of, David. And she took his hand and went with him. That's motherhood. What a blessing from God. To our young people I say, listen to mom. Mothers, this is your day. May God bless you in it.